Hey, everybody. Good afternoon, John. Good afternoon. When, when you've had a, a kicker that's had an uncharacteristic season like Greg, when, when you're at this point going into the postseason, is it more just about making sure he's fine mentally versus anything mechanically that you can do at this point? Yes. Yeah, I think we're at the point now where um, there's a few things that you know, he knows how to tighten something up that he's been working on. But I think at this point, you know, 17 games in, and he missed all that preseason, of course. But I think it is just um, psychological. Um, and there's actually something we're going to do to help him out a little bit um, that we talked about. So, But yeah, I think the, the biggest part is just having the confidence that this thing is going right down the middle every time. When a player misses extra points, how different is your coaching perspective on what you're looking at relative to a missed field goal? Uh, not really, not much difference, except uh, obviously two points difference between the one and the three. But um, yeah, you don't you don't want to see any of them go outside of it. You don't think ah, so just a PAT, it's only one point. You know, okay, and a field goal different. I think I think you look. I look at every kick, a PAT or a field goal, as the same. Um, and obviously, the last couple of years, PAT is different than what a PAT used to be. But it's still, you know, for Greg, it's a 100% it's make. And he just got to do it. He knows it. And I have full confidence that he will. You know, there was a season, I had been 2015, where he was, you know, he kind of got cold for a little bit. Um, and then he rebounded like he always does. So I've been around Greg enough to, to see him go through the valley and then rebound. And every time that that's happened, he's, he's rebounded. So I see um, no reason why it wouldn't be different this time. For kind of the same reasons, you kind of get cold. But in terms of a technique standpoint, or just given that extra points are always going to be the same distance versus field goals, you might have to change a few things up. Do you coach it differently in that regard, or do the corrections for a player need to be different in that regard? No, I don't think um, I look at the technique or anything different on a PAT compared to um, a field goal. I'm trying to answer your question in a better way, but um, I think every kick is the same, whether it's a PAT or whether it's a 20-yard field goal or a 55-yard field goal from left hash or right hash. You know, I think Greg approaches it the same way. He he tries to take the same cut at every ball, regardless if it's a you know a 22-yard field goal or a 57-yard field goal. Really, his mindset is the same on all those kicks. Hope I answered your question. You you mentioned doing some things differently with him this week. Is it about him or is it about maybe the protection and how you set things that way? Good question. No, I think our protection has been really solid. Our operation has been really good. Just um, just something that you know I think um, psychologically might help Greg, and you'll probably see it on Sunday afternoon. And if, and if not, then I'll, I'll let you know on Monday what it was. <laughs> Uh, is Pollard back to being your kick returner, or are you still trying to figure that out right now? I think we're still trying to figure that out, Calvin. Um, it's it's going to be the confidence that Tony has in his ability to do that task because being a kick returner is hard, man. And you got to have the full confidence in your ability to put a lot of weight in that right foot or left foot and make those very instinctive cuts without thinking about it. You know, the kick returners go into this place where it really becomes very instinctive and, you know, your brain gives you a trigger and you got to hit it. And so I think that's just the confidence, you know, hey, TP, are you feeling like you have the confidence to make instinctive high-speed game cuts? 
And if he feels that way, then of course we'd love to have him back there. Um, but if not, I think Corey's done a good job, at least handling the football. Got a little overzealous on maybe one of them on Sunday, but you know he was kind of kind of feeling it. it was his former team and maybe stay. But hey, you know what? We also like to compete, so go ahead and go. When it's something that's believed to be psychological, where as a coach do you pull from in terms of let's apply this toward this situation? Yeah, that's that's a that's a great question. Um, what I'm pulling from is my experience. Um, and the most interesting one I had was Janikowski. You know, when I was in Oakland for four years, he was a, uh, a great kicker, first of all. But he also had his, you know, his, his ebbs and flows. And he was the one that um, Janikowski never wanted to become too technical or become too robotic to fix things. It was more of, let me just go out and let me just swing a little bit more without being too... Um, over analytical on my technique and so I think what Greg is kind of the same thing is let's not be over analytical with you know your your approach your plant foot your ah and you start thinking about everything and then you just become a robotic swinger um, I think with him is just you know let's get out there he was in here today uh, making sure he doesn't kick too much this week but um, just get out there and and just just swing you know get your leg moving kind of find that sweet spot um, but don't try to, at least from my perspective, don't try to nitpick so much because then that might have a reverse psychological effect. You start thinking about too much and you're just, <laughs> you're just brain is cooked. Um, yeah, it's a great psychological um, thing to deal with. You know what I mean? Kicking's hard. You know, it's got to go through. And if it doesn't, everybody knows, you know. Um, but I'm very proud of Greg. You know, he's... He's grinded very hard this season, and obviously the pressures, you know, he feels the weight of it. You know, he wants to perform for the team. He doesn't want to perform for himself. He wants to make kicks to help the team, and he, and he feels the pressure. And so part of my job, too, is to um, not put more on him. You know, your job's on the line. The season's on the line, because I don't think that helps, because I think he knows that. Um, so part of it is, you know, hey, man, get back there. You know, have the mindset that I'm going to poke this sucker and it's going to go right down the pipe. I'm not going to aim. I'm not going to guide it. I'm not going to overthink it. Um, my team needs me, so I got to get this done. And I think that's where we'll find Greg at on Sunday. How did those two juxtapose? Because uh, last week you guys watched all of his kicks, his makes, his misses. You, you talked him all the way through. And then now it's don't think too much. What's the balance there of wanting to go through things, but also for a guy who might be thinking too much, can that be counterintuitive to go through that exercise? Yeah, I think that's been um, not my dilemma, but kind of my exercises. You know, we, we can't just not watch the tape and say, okay, hey, next week's going to get better. Let's, let's pretend like nothing happened. Um, so we got to go back and watch it and critique it. But that is the balance that I'm, that I'm I think every coach is always trying to find is, um, what, where do you want to critique and, you know, there's th some technique stuff and you got to get to work in and not just sweep everything under the rug, but you also don't want to overdo it. And I think that's always been um, at least a special teams balance, even if it's a punt returner or, a, you know, you're like right guard on punt team where sometimes those positions aren't in the spotlight like a kicker would be where, you know, they mess it up, but it kind of gets lost in the wash. Um, that is a balance. 
Yeah, and I'm trying to find the, the, the perfect mix of, hey, let's, let's study it, let's critique it, let's work on it, versus let's also just go play some football and not think about it too much. I don't know if I have a perfect answer for you exactly what's always works. I think every, every person is a little bit different. John, you say you have confidence in your kicker. As a special teams coach in this league for a number of years, when do you know a kicker just may not have it anymore or is just not having a good season? Yeah, that's a, that's a great question. Um, I don't know if I've ever been around a kicker yet where I said, you know, this is probably it for him. You know, I was in Baltimore with Matt Stover, and he had, you know, he was an older kicker that had some good years. Um, I was with Janikowski, and he was still pretty dang good. Um, I think probably where I make the evaluation is in practice. You know, um, what's the sound of the ball coming off the foot? You know, is it, is it dull or you can tell when a ball gets towed, there isn't that same impact. Um, is the trajectory lower coming off the foot compared to what it used to be? Um, and, you know, this season in practice, Greg's practice production has been like it's really always been, to be honest with you. You know, the sound of the ball coming off the foot's the same, the trajectory's the same, the power's the same, um, the accuracy's the same. So um, I think it was 2015 we went through a stretch with Greg where he just, it was his contract year too, you know, he, he got cold. And the whole season he kind of got cold. He warmed up a little bit at the end of the season. And then the very next year I think might have been, might have been his Pro Bowl year or the year after that. So um, I'm not sitting up here um, having false hope or just making claims out of the blue like, yeah, he's going to pull himself out of it. You know, I've, I've seen it, you know. Um, there might come a time where, yeah, he doesn't ever get it back. And, but, but this time isn't now. Um, I love Greg. I believe in Greg. And I'm not supporting him just because of my um, experience with him over the last 10 years. This is a production business. And um, when we stop producing, then you know, things change. But I, just, I, have, I have full faith in Greg. You know, I do. And if I'm wrong, then I'll be wrong. But I just really think I'm going to be right. I guess we'll see. John, yesterday the Niners lost their punter during the game. Do you go through any kind of uh, emergency situations during the week in practice just to get either Brian a kick if something were happening to Greg or Greg some punts to make sure they just kind of get used to doing it? We do, Todd. Yeah, we do it actually on our own. So when the guys are out on the field on Wednesdays, we'll go into the indoor on our own and we'll obviously work 95% of their focus and then okay this happens you know hey greg handle handle a punt or two and go ahead and bang it um brian let's go ahead and you know hit a hit a bat probably wouldn't have brian hit a field goal more than you know 35 yarder um and then also with the snapper so it's um not spent a lot of time on but just in case that does happen then you know we have the ability to, yes to go to the next man um it's unfortunate what happened to mitch because that was a that's a big hit, man. And part of it, too, part of our discussion is we don't do any tackling practice or taking on blocks practice, but we look at some tape and say, okay, Brian or Greg, if you're in this position, what do you do? You know, not necessarily wanting to take on some of those real, real blockers. Who's your backup holder? Sed, Cedric Wilson. Hey, John, um, when you look at the 
you, you talked about all this confidence that you have in Greg um, and the things that you see at practice. Is there a point where the in-game results begin to trump some of those other things that you're seeing during the week? Yes. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, I mean, um, yeah, absolutely. You know, and Greg knows it. It comes down to making kicks in the game. You know, you could be an all-star on the driving range, but, you know, when you got to tee it up on the first tee box, you know, you got to put it on the fairway also. So it's the same thing, a stupid analogy. But, um, you know, practice is important for gaining confidence and technique and the operation, but the kick's got to go in on game day. And nothing, nothing beats making kicks on game day. So, yeah. Michael? We've seen most of Greg's misses go left. Why, in, in this instance, did it sway right? He took a good cut at it, and he hit it, he hit it kind of fat. I mean, he hit, I mean, a fat, he means he hit the grass just a little bit too far behind the football, and so it opened up his foot and squirted it to the right. It was simple as that. He said, I just hit it fat. You know, he's, he said, I hit it fat, damn it. And I said, just swing at it, man. Just don't, don't lighten the load on it. Swing at it because you got to keep taking cuts at it. Um, you know, and he missed it. I was like, that was the same thing. I was like, damn. Because I know, you know, everyone's going to be talked about. Like this whole press conference, all we've talked about is Greg's one miss PAT. <laughs> um, so, you know, he'll start making kicks. We can start talking about some of the other guys that have done a great job this year. Um, I'm sorry to ask about Greg then after that. Uh, no, it's good. Hey, this is, this is what it's all about. For someone who it seems has, if anything, a penchant to overwork, maybe kicking too much in the sort, I know you're not in the business of excuses, but when he goes through the surgery and he's kind of behind the eight ball in terms of, you know, not having his normal off-season routine disrupted and trying to get ready for the season, not having too much preseason to work with, do you think that at all disrupted his early season rhythm? Yes. Yep. Is, is that at all what we're seeing, the after effects of that? I would say yes. You know, because he's, he's kind of been trying to find it really all season. You know, he's really been kind of trying to find it all season. And he really only started trying to find it when, you know, the game was live, you know, Tampa week. That's when we first got him out. You know, we kicked quite a bit actually in the preseason, but it was all just swinging, really no operation. Um, about every other day, we did quite a bit of swinging off, off the time clock. Nobody was out there. Um, I don't think people realize that. But, but as far as the operation and true game, you know, um, he really started trying to find it right about, right about when the season started. And so um, that put us behind the eight ball. And I think he's still, you know, I can speak for him. I think he's still... Trying to trying to find it, and he's been real close. And for a couple of weeks there, um, he was really dialed in. And then he said Kansas City game, he hit a couple of really good balls, and then he just kind of lost it. And he's been kind of back and forth. It seems like since the Kansas City game, where he felt like that's when he found it. You don't think that's kind of scary to be going into a playoff game and you're still talking about your kicker trying to find it? If it was a if it was a rookie, maybe. Um, but, you know, um, I think every kicker's kind of lost it before and they find it again. Um, I think Tiger Woods a lot of times has lost it. You know, it's like if you're a golfer, it's like, man, once you get it down, why don't you just stay with that forever? But 
either they kind of lose it or they kind of tweak it. Um, so it's a good question. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, think Tiger's a Hall of Famer, though. Tiger's a Hall of Famer. Yeah, well, we got a ways to go, Greg. Um, I think um, I think everybody's kind of, you know, as far as making me nervous going into the playoff game, um, nothing's, he, that's not making me nervous. But, you know, who we're going to have active, who we're making sure nobody gets COVID. There's a lot of other things, too. They're like, man, there's a lot of unpredictables that, that are happening in the special teams world. Who's going to be dressing? Um, so there's Let's go. John, I believe Brian finished the season averaging 44.6 yards per punt, which was a franchise record, fourth highest net average in a season in NFL history, the game notes were saying. I know you've spoken with us at different points this season about what he's doing so well, but now that he's carried that success through the full regular season, can you just talk about what impresses you most with his year and how difficult it is to achieve something like that? Yeah, that's um, it's a good question. I'm, you know, I've said it all along, all along with Brian is his process during the week is fantastic. I mean, he has a very good plan, how many balls he wants to hit on Wednesday and Thursday, and we go through some drills. And he's really stuck to the plan. Um, Brian would tell you he's very proud so far of the protection he's received and the coverage that he's gotten, because that all factors into net. Um, net, to me, is, uh, is definitely attributed to the punter. But it's also attributed to the other 10 because you got to protect them and you got to cover that thing and down the ball as fast as you can. So I really, you know, I'm proud of the net punt record for the Cowboys because it's a season long thing. It's not like, hey, this was a great game or this was one amazing punt. You know, it takes, I don't know how many times we punted it this year, but everyone had to be pretty darn good to, to flip the field. And really, that's the goal is the reason why you want the biggest net is because you want to put the, our defense on the field as far away from our end zone as possible. Um, but it's a, it's a season-long goal that's tough, you know, especially as many bodies as we've had on punt team. I think 17 games, we probably had probably 13 or 14 different punt lineups. So, um, you know, really attributable to, to Brian and also his teammates. Pretty awesome. Thank you. Thanks, you guys.